Well, hello, my friends. I am back again on the Tuesday-Thursday Facebook Live study on Bill's Facebook page. I hope that you're listening in or tuning in or watching live, or if you're watching a, a, a rebroadcast of this, then that's great, too. It'll be on my Facebook page after it's all done, and then it will also be on our West Irwin Church of Christ page and uh, other places. We'll load it also on our westirwin.com uh, Facebook, well, our westirwin.com live stream page at that website. Uh, you just go to westirwin.com and then you click on um, social media and resources and then you find the live stream page from there and uh, you'll scroll down a little bit and you'll click on archives and that's where you'll see this lesson and a bunch of others. Uh, this is the first lesson from the book of Psalms. We have gone through the book of Matthew and these Tuesday, Thursday Facebook studies earlier this year when the lockdown started, uh, we went to plan B for Bible study and, uh, and so I started these earlier in the year and after we finished the book of Matthew, then we started with the book of Acts and went through the book of Acts this summer. And if you weren't able to watch those or weren't able to watch all of them, I hope that you'll uh, go and find those because those were fun lessons. I covered about a chapter a day in those. They're a little long. They were about an hour long for each one. Uh, this study, you'll be glad to know, is not going to be that long. I'm looking at this study through the book of Psalms and looking at various Psalms uh, as uh, not just a Bible study, but a time of devotion and a time of encouragement because these, uh, these Psalms that we have, they were the songbook, the hymnal, and the prayer book uh, for the Old Testament Jews. And to a great extent, uh, for the New Testament Christians as well, uh, especially those that have had a Jewish background. So I'm excited about uh, doing some work on uh, through the Psalms over the next uh, few months. I expect that this will take us through the fall, and it will be a great, uh, a great opportunity for us to worship together and for us also to be challenged by uh, the incredible, honest words of the psalmist. Um, I've uh, preached on the Psalms before. It's been a few years here. I've preached that in other places. Um, <clears throat> and I like the topic of honest worship from honest worshipers. When you read through the book of, of Psalms, it is no holds barred. The psalmists are very open, very honest in their, uh, in their uh, words to the Lord as they sing these songs of praise, as they pray these prayers as they share their hearts uh, with uh, their Heavenly Father. And it is, a, it is a great thing for us to be able to see uh, as well. And so I thought this week, today and also on Thursday, it might be good for us to kind of uh, take a look at uh, some introductory things about the book of Psalms. You likely have, have studied the book of Psalms many times before. I'm sure you have read through many of them. One of the most beloved passages in all of scripture as you know is the 23rd psalm and uh, it is a great uh, great blessing to so many still uh, long after uh, David penned those great incredible words uh, close to 3,000 years ago it's an it's an amazing thing how those uh, words have lasted um, and it's because they speak from the heart. The psalmists speak from the heart, whether it's good, a good day or a bad day, whether it's something that they're happy about or something that they're upset about, 
whether they're praising God because of his wonderful, amazing presence that they feel so strongly, or they're calling God out and taking him to task because of some difficulties in their lives or in the life of their nation that uh, they feel like he's not being very faithful in acting on. Uh, all of those are, are things that we go through as well. And so I'm glad to be going through that during this very turbulent time in our communities and in our nation. It's, it's, it's a good reminder to us of what's really stable. And it's not the government, it's not the nation, it's not the bank account, uh, it's not even our own physical or emotional health. Those things, um, good times and bad times, uh, and we all experience that. That's part of the human, <clears throat> part of the human condition and, and the human experience. But what is stable in all of that is the presence of God. And the psalmists were very open about sharing what was on their heart. And I think if you are going through a difficult time, if you are feeling very blessed, uh, if you are concerned about what the future might hold, uh, the Psalms are a great reading because they run the gamut of all emotions and all expressions. And so, again, I'm excited about this study uh, that we're going to go on uh, today. Uh, I expect these lessons to be um, somewhere between 15 minutes and 30 minutes, hopefully closer to 15. And I do want to spend a couple of lessons this week on introducing uh, the book of the Psalms. So welcome to Debbie Spears. Wonderful to see you, my dear friend. Glad you rolled in. And of course, my, uh, my wonderful brother and sister, Lenny and Joe Allard. It is always great to know that you're listening in and, and emotionally connected uh, to Joyce and me and to our girls and to all of our family as you have been for such a very, very long, long time. Special friends indeed. Uh, so if you want to uh, listen in on this, I would encourage you to do that. I would encourage you to spread the word a little bit about this. Again, they're not going to be long lessons, and if you can't get here at 3 o'clock Central Time, that's okay, uh, because th there'll be other opportunities to, uh, to uh, search and click and take part in that devotional. Some of you, it may become something that you decide that you want to incorporate into your uh, daily devotionals on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, and that would be wonderful. That would be just great. So about this uh, series, Calls to Praise and Prayer. Uh, that's what the Psalms are. They are prayers. They are songs. Uh, the Psalms are a call uh, to praise and prayer. The, the psalmists are basically calling us to join them and taking the concerns of our heart, the joys of our heart, the burdens of our heart, taking them all uh, to God. And the psalmists do that in such a, a very honest, honest way. It is honest worship from honest worshipers. They don't hold anything back. Our God is big enough to handle those things. You say, well, Bill, I'm not sure that I should really tell God how I'm really feeling. Well, here's a revelation for you. He already knows. He does. He does. And so it's okay to confess that. It's okay to acknowledge that. It's okay to say, God, here's Here's what's going on in my life, and I got to tell you, I'm kind of struggling with it. And a part of what I'm struggling with is how come you're letting me go through this, and, and why aren't you handling this in a way that makes it easier for me? Our God is big enough to handle those things. In fact, He wants us to. He wants us to share that with Him. But we have to remember that our prayer life should be more than just seeking His blessing about the physical and emotional needs of our lives. 
our prayers should be times of praise, times where we don't ask God for a single thing. We just go to him in prayer and thank him for the blessings he's already given us and praise him for his great and awesome nature. Uh, there are some psalms that do just that. The psalmist goes through a whole psalm and doesn't ask God for anything. I believe Psalm 103 is exactly that. Um, and so that's, that's something that we can do as well. By all means, if there's something pressing, a need that you have, by all means, share that with God. Um, psalm 50 is one of the great psalms, and it, it uh, talks about false worship. It talks about those who come to God with lives that are far away from God, but they want to give him their worship anyway, and so they go to church, so to speak, and God rejects that outright. And he tells them, what, here's what I want. He says, come to me in the time or day of trouble. When we're going through trouble, no matter what else has happened, no matter how far away we've been from God, no matter what else has gone on in our lives, he wants us to come to him. He wants us to take those burdens to him. And Psalm 50 tells us exactly that. Yes, he wants us to be true worshipers. And in the Psalms, as well as in the great prophets, such as Micah and Amos and Isaiah, Jeremiah, it's clear that God wants a faithful life as well, a life that not only worships him on Sunday, if you say, but also is willing to be faithful to him and live according to his will uh, Monday through Saturday. And if we blatantly just turn away from that and then come to church and think everything is just going to be hunky-dory, uh, that's what Psalm 50 condemns and other great passages like Amos 4 and 5 and Isaiah 1 and Hosea 6, uh, Micah 6. Those are, those are such incredible passages. Jeremiah 7, they all uh, condemn that. But what God does want is no matter where we are in our relationship with him, if we're going through a difficult time, he wants us to come to him. And no matter what else is going on in our lives, if we're feeling very blessed and we're in smooth and calm waters, he wants us to go to him. He wants us to praise him and to thank him and to acknowledge that all good things come from our great God and our loving Father. That's what God wants. And the psalmists do that. Uh, they do that. The book of Psalms impacts our worship assemblies almost every single time we gather together to worship. Every single time we go to God in our own private individual worship, uh, the Psalms are there. We read scripture passages from the Psalms. We sing hymns and songs of praise that are taken directly from the Psalms. Some are even verbatim. Uh, they may be from the old King James Version, or they may be from a contemporary version and a, in a contemporary uh, song of praise. I love those. I love the songs that reflect back on Scripture. And, and it, it makes me sad to think that we may reach a day where we have to explain all the connections in a song to not just people out in the world, but to our own people in the church because they have failed to keep up with the teaching of scripture so much so that they don't, they don't see that connection. One of our great hymns, as the mountains surround Jerusalem, uh, so the Lord surrounds his people. That great song of prayer uh, and, and hymn is uh, taken right out of the Psalms. Uh, surround us, O Lord, is taken from Psalm 125. All the songs about the Lord is my shepherd, of course, much more familiar with that one in the 23rd Psalm. 
And as we see so many great hymns that we have taken from Psalm 8, uh, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Um, Psalm 148, uh, we have several songs from that great psalm. Uh, praise the Lord, ye heavens adore him. Hallelujah, praise Jehovah. Uh, hallelujah, praise Jehovah, almost taken verbatim from that psalm uh, in the old uh, King James Version. So it's good for us to, um, to consider the psalms and to be reminded that so much of our worship, public and private, uh, comes from the psalms. Much of the Old Testament quotes by New Testament writers are quotes from the psalms. In fact, the most quoted book of the New Testament is the book of Psalms. Our book of Psalms is a song book and a prayer book for Old Testament and New Testament worship. We'll say more about that as we go. This new Facebook series will be a combination Bible study and devotional time, as I said. Uh, the lessons will be shorter, uh, so if you're thinking, oh, I'll just let Bill get through the first 20 minutes or so, and then I'll join in, well, you may, you may be able to click on the recorded link, and that'll be just fine. That'll be A-OK. -okay. But that's my goal, is to make this a time of devotion, to make this a time where we let the Psalms speak to us, and we speak through the Psalms and pray the Psalms and sing praises to God with the psalmist. Um, that's my goal, 15 to 30 minutes each time on Tuesdays and Thursdays, live at 3 p.m. on my Facebook page right here. And then, as I said, we'll uh, share that on our West Irwin Church of Christ Facebook page, and we'll also put it on our, our live stream page on our westirwin.com uh, website. Remember, that's Irwin starts with an E, E-R-W-I-N. Where did you get that name, Bill? Well, if you're not a member of the church here or not a Tyler, Texas resident, that's the street our church building is on. Our church has been right located right here in downtown Tyler since 1885, and we still, even in the midst of the pandemic, have a very active benevolence ministry. We've had to scale that back some over the last several months, but we're still giving out food to our neighbors on Wednesday mornings, and we're still serving a hot meal, sending it home with them. We can't feed them here, but we do that every Monday night in collaboration with other churches of Christ here in town. Uh, and so that's where West Irwin comes from, uh, because it's, on, it's the name of the street that we're on. Um, as we begin these lessons, let's share a few things about the Psalms that may help us understand them better. You may likely know some of these, but that's okay. We're going to go through them, and maybe they'll help be good reminders for you. So we've had Eric and Cindy Mosley join us. My dear, dear friends, how desperately I miss you, Joyce, and I miss you all so much, and we love you so much. So a few things about the Psalms, and then, uh, and then we'll quit in just a few minutes because I've already been talking for 15 First of all, there are 150 psalms. That's one, five, zero. Um, good news, though, we won't look at every single one. I'm not sure we could read all 150 psalms if we met twice a week for 15 to 30 minutes between now and the end of the year. I'll let you math people figure that one out. Um, 150 psalms. Hebrew tradition divided the Psalter. Sometimes they call that P-S-A-L-T-E-R, the Psalter, the book of psalms the collection of the Psalms, into five books matching the Pentateuch. Remember, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy, are called the Pentateuch. And to go along with that, those five books of the law, 
uh, Psalms, the Jews divided the Psalms up into five books as well. We have it as one book, but you sometimes, uh, most versions will uh, have a note that says when uh, a book, uh, like book two, might begin. The book of Psalms contains the longest chapter in the Bible, and that's Psalm 119. Typically, when I discuss Psalm 119, as those of you here at West Irwin know, you've heard it a couple times. Other churches where I've been, you've heard it before as well. I like to read that psalm. Uh, all 175 verses of it, or however many there are, it is a long chapter. But here's what strikes me about the longest chapter of any book in the Bible. It, the subject is the Word of God. It strikes me that the Holy Spirit decided as these wonderful words were written that the longest chapter of any book in the Bible, once they decided to put divide them up into uh, books and chapters, the longest chapter of any book in the Bible would be Psalm 119 and would focus on the Word of God. I don't think that's by accident. I think that's meant to remind us how very significant, how very important, how very essential the Word of God is in our lives. Psalms also has the shortest chapter in the Bible, and it's Psalm 117. And while we won't read Psalm 119 today, let's take a look at Psalm 117. And we do have hymns of praise written right straight from Psalm 117. Two verses long, praise the Lord, all you nations, extol him, all you peoples. For great is his love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Praise the Lord. Uh, we have a great song, Oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. You've probably sung that before, right out of the 117th Psalm, the shortest uh, chapter in the Bible. The Psalms, as I said, are the most quoted book in the New Testament, and it is certainly the favorite book of the writer of the book of Hebrews. We don't know exactly who wrote uh, the book of Hebrews because he doesn't identify himself, and there's lots of theories out there. But what we do know is his favorite book. It was written to Jewish Christians, but it was also written, of course, with a way to advance the gospel. And by doing that, in doing that, he quoted a lot from the Old Testament. Well, guess which book he quoted from the most? It was the book of Psalms. Those early uh, scripture uh, sermons, such as in Acts 2, Paul's sermon, others, Stephen's sermon in Acts uh, 7, those those early sermons had a lot of important passages from Psalms. Uh, Psalm 110, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Um, the most quoted book in the New Testament is uh, the book of Psalms. Well, I want us to uh, begin to quit right now. Um, Next Thursday, this coming Thursday, we'll look at the headings. You know those interesting little headings that sometimes appear before a, a chapter in one of the Psalms? A hundred of them have them, have these headings. And so we'll talk about that and how, what, are they inspired? Are they not inspired? Should we read them? Should we not read them? Are they accurate? Are they not accurate? Uh, and some other things related to that. We'll talk about the different authors of the book of Psalms. It wasn't just David who wrote Psalms. In fact, even King Solomon and Moses get their hand uh, in a Psalm or two. And that's a great thing. We'll describe the kind of literature that the Psalms is as a book of poetry, which means that you don't read it like you would the book of Leviticus. Uh, you don't even read it like you would the book of Romans. It's, a, it's a, a, a book of poetry. 
And I think that it's important for us to uh, take a look at what that means and, and some helps that we can have there. Lots of different types of psalms. Uh, a most common one, probably hymns of praise, thanksgiving and gratitude. Royal psalms, which speak of God's uh, care for and seeks the blessing of God for the king. Uh, messianic psalms, which look forward to the Messiah. Uh, and other types of psalms, including laments uh, at a time when it's difficult the psalmist laments what's going on. Penitential psalms, such as the great Psalm 51, uh, that the heading says uh, David wrote after being confronted about his sin with Bathsheba. Uh, such an incredible a song of repentance and penitence, Psalm 51. And then the Psalms of Ascent, as the Jews were going to church, as they were going off to worship, going to Jerusalem, perhaps on one of their pilgrimages, a few times a year, they were required by the law to go to Jerusalem. Uh, Psalms of Ascent carried them along the way. They didn't have a working radio, and so they sang as they uh, went. Uh, we'll look at how important context is and content for the different psalms. Uh, and I think the way you try to figure out the setting of a psalm is, is through the content. We'll say some things about that. And, um, and so I want us to end with just looking at one more psalm, and that is Psalm 90. And we'll come back to it later on in the study. But this is a psalm that's attributed to Moses. And you'll recognize some of the things that it says. And so as we look ahead to continuing this introduction on Thursday, we'll sum up a little bit of what we've shared today and then look at some of these other topics and then get ready for us to begin that study through the book of Psalms uh, in a direct way next week. Uh, psalm 90, the heading says, A Prayer of Moses, the Man of God. So we attribute this psalm to Moses. Is that inspired? Well, we'll talk a little bit more about the headings next time. Lord, you have been our dwelling place throughout all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the whole world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. So in the great movie, The Ten Commandments, when we see Charlton Heston uh, praising God and saying, from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. That actually could be kind of accurate. That could very well be something that Moses wrote uh, in a very similar setting. And the rest of uh, Psalm 90 is an incredible insight into the time in the wilderness uh, that the Israelites had and shared and that Moses led them through. I'm excited about this study. I hope you are too. I hope you'll share with some others this opportunity. Again, we're not going to go over 30 minutes, although we're hitting it close today. My goal is to be closer to about 15 or 20. But what a great opportunity to read through these Psalms. What an important and needed experience in the midst of everything that we're going through right now in our world, in our country, in our communities. Uh, we need to hear from the Psalms. We need to get right up beside the psalmist and worship and pray and sing to our great God together. I look forward to seeing you again Thursday afternoon at 3 p.m. Um, Central Time. And in the meantime, may God bless you as well, this God who is from everlasting to everlasting. Amen.